turns out those annoying, inconvenient, and time-consuming curveballs are actually micro moments for personal growth. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you are here with me today. Now, before we get into today's episode, I again have a favor to ask. We will soon approach the 200th episode, and I could not be more thrilled and delighted. And as I shared before in the last episode, and as you may know, a big, big, big shout out goes out to Karen Hunter, who asked me in 2019, have you thought of having a podcast? And while now here we are some years later about to celebrate the 200th episode. So I am so grateful to her and her team who produced this show every single week. And I am also grateful for you, whether you listen on your or through your favorite podcast platform or maybe on YouTube, whether this is your very first time or your umpteenth time. I just want to say thank you. And I would love for you to help me to commemorate this milestone by letting me share your voice on that 200th episode vis-a-vis your questions. So go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. And uh, yeah. You will help me celebrate the 200th episode by submitting your questions and me answering them. And by the way, when you fill out the form, you can completely be anonymous. You do not have to share your name or email if you don't want to do that. Okay. All right, cool. In the meantime, let's dive into this week's episode. And speaking of weeks, recently I had one doozy of a week. I spent one day waiting on the plumber for five hours to fix the same problem for the second time in as many months. On another day, the lab that I complained about last year around this time gave me another reason to complain about them this year. So you know that saying that says, fool me once, shame on you, but fool me twice, shame on me. Well, yeah, I have certainly learned my lesson there and I will not be returning to them again. And then on the work front, I thought that I finally found a new financial software. And I should change that to thought because I have settled on it. But I finally found a new financial software. However, my initial excitement because of how easy it was to migrate my data has been overshadowed by the learning curve of using it and adjusting to the software differences. And probably Joe from you know customer support, he's probably very, very sick of me by now. And yes, I know in the grand scheme of things, none of these experiences would, would fall into the category of being life shattering. But individually and certainly collectively, they were annoying, inconvenient, and time consuming for me. They represented the epitome of everything just simply taking longer than I had expected and just not unfolding as I wanted or even planned for. 
And yeah, you know, I may sound a bit dramatic at the moment, um, but reflecting on this particular week got me to thinking. The truth is you and I encounter curveballs on a daily basis. Some are minor, while others are indeed life-altering. Twists and turns, victories and setbacks, they are simply a part of the trifecta of living a life or running a business and dealing with money. So why then do some of these curveballs, particularly the most minor ones, send us into a tizzy sometimes? Spoiler alert, I have absolutely no idea, but I do have a suspicion. This suspicion stems from firsthand experience and observation. And what I've noticed is that you and I tend to go into a tizzy when things happen that throw us off course or off our game. And when this happens, we frequently come face to face with two constants, change and control. When I think about the range of emotions I experienced, frustration regarding the plumber, anger regarding the lab, self-doubt regarding the software, those two constants were absolutely present because not feeling in control and being resistant to change is what sent me into a tizzy and quite frankly, put me in a foul mood for a few days. And <laughs> I only made things worse by wanting the reality of each situation to be different than it was. Can you relate to that sentiment? Without knowing any of the details about the curveballs with which you are dealing right now, I bet the same applies to you too. And when I say the same, I'm talking about that relationship, that intersection between change and control. Because intellectually, we all know change is inevitable. We know it is happening all the time. And heck, sometimes we even initiate it. But that doesn't mean that the process of change is easy or that resistance to change doesn't surface. Nah, not only am I a pretty upbeat person, I'm also pretty even keeled. So when I get agitated the way that I did with all of these things unfolding in one week, I know that truly there's something else going on. And I know that it is time to dig a bit deeper and get curious about what is really going on. In doing so, I had three ahas sparked by three questions. And I wanted to share them in today's episode in case they help you navigate your latest curveball or, you know, the one that's coming your way soon. One question was this. What's beneath the surface? Yes, I was frustrated with my plumbing situation, but I live in a brownstone built in 1920. And yes, updates have been made since then, but still, it is old. Things will occasionally go wrong. So in this instance with the plumber, the lesson there was patience. Another question. What's the curveball revealing about you? Now, this one is about the lab. I got the provider order from my endocrinologist in April, 
in preparation for this month, and it's August, by the way, when I'm recording this episode, for this month's lab work and appointment. I know, type A to the fullest. I also purposefully scheduled the lab work well in advance to ensure that my doctor would have my results early. So why, on the day of, after waiting 15 minutes, was I told they can't draw my blood at this location? Even though it is the same place as where I had it done last year. Plus, are you ready for this? When I spoke with the person who called me the day before to confirm, they didn't mention this important detail. Yes, they recommended another location, which was a short 10 minute walk away. So I remained hopeful of being able to get this done on that day. And so as I'm walking to this other location, I'm also calling them to confirm, well, when do they close? And wouldn't you know, when I arrived is exactly when the office closed. It literally had just closed. So yes, I was angry with the lab that screwed up at the first location. I was annoyed with having to go to a second location, not because of the distance in terms of walking, but just because. But you know what really, really pissed me off? My hopes for the second lab being able to help me were dashed and they wouldn't have been high if only someone had simply picked up the phone to answer my question. However, that was not an option. You know why? Because I couldn't bypass their automated system to speak with a human. So that meant that I needed to move some things around for the next day so that I could get an appointment and talk about just being really, really frustrated. This, my friends, was a lesson in acceptance. There was absolutely nothing that I could do except be mad, go home, and schedule something for the next day with another lab. And then here was another question. Will you burn the damn boat? Some folks know that I've been on a hunt for an alternative uh, to my current financial software for a few years. Truth is, I love the current one because I'm able to keep track of my personal and business finances in one centralized tool and also because I've been using it since 1995. But no matter how much I love it, my CPA, on the other hand, he is not a fan. And like I mentioned earlier, the new software made it incredibly easy to migrate all of my data personal and business going back to 1995. But, but before committing to this new software, I wanted buy-in from my CPA. So I created a Schedule C slash profit and loss statement for his review. And in the process of doing this, I noticed an error. <clears throat> I say error in quotations because earlier in this year, I mistakenly used my personal credit card for a business mistake. Uh, expense. Now, in the current or old software, the transaction was indeed tagged as a business expense. And so it's not a big deal because with my current software, this particular expense would have been reflected 
in the Schedule C slash PL statement results based on having the appropriate tag of it being a business expense. That is not the case with the new software because it pulls by accounts. So when I add my personal account, it doesn't just bring in the transaction that's tagged as a business expense, it brings in every transaction that I have processed with that personal credit card. Ugh. Is it fixable? Yes. Is it going to be time consuming? Also, yes. Is it a little bit annoying? Also, yes. Did I begin to have second thoughts and was I about to abandon this new software option for the comfort and familiarity of what I have been using for umpteen years? Absolutely. This was a lesson in expectations. I had to let go of the expectation that the new software would operate exactly as the current one. I also had to get off the fence and make a decision. Either I stay with the old or I move forward with the new. I did decide to move forward with the new. But it turns out that those annoying, inconvenient, and time-consuming curveballs you and I encounter are actually micro-moments for personal growth. They grab your attention and cause you to become more aware and if you choose, they invite you to adapt and remember what you can and cannot control. And oh, by the way, they almost always prompt you to make a decision and to take some action. So, hmm, who knew you could glean all of that from those experiences that throw you into a tizzy? Well, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end or watching all the way until the end if you are on YouTube. Thank you for doing that. And before you hop, if today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. So please send me a DM on Instagram. And don't forget about my invitation to join me to prepare to celebrate the 200th episode. Submit your questions at jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. So once more, thank you for listening today. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or this yeah, particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them. And if you are on YouTube, please comment below. And as always, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that buymeacoffee.com forward slash jacquette, buymeacoffee.com forward slash jacquette. I'll be back with another episode. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money.